This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. A flame on. This is going to be an incredibly entertaining two weeks leading up to Super Bowl 57. And we had some really good games yesterday. Well, at least the later ones. We had really one good game yesterday. Yeah, and we, we had utter domination in the NFC Championship There, there game. was utter domination and there was intrigue as to what was going on with the quarterback. I don't think I have ever seen that before, but it is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, on the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and we start with nothing else than the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. That was something. It was a fantastic performance for a guy that clearly was not healthy and in every way made all the plays that he needed to, uh, you talked about this this morning on our on our show call. I had read it as well. Peter King outlining uh, exactly what he had gone through all week, uh, exactly how he hadn't missed a snap during practice, and it didn't matter how he felt. He was going to go out there and play at a high level. And, I mean, when you factor that in with the receivers they lost in the game and Travis Kelsey with a bad back, that's one of the great all-time performances that we will ever see. There's no question about it in my mind, Carlin. And the the beauty of Pat Mahomes is that he has these moments in the biggest stage that the game has to offer, and he shows up big. I mean, think about it. Three years ago, he was dealing with a high ankle sprain. It forced him out of that divisional round game against the Cleveland Browns. He came out and threw for over 400 yards, and they blew the doors off the Buffalo Bills. So that's one instance where the guy is dealing with a similar injury to what we saw him fighting through yesterday. Then you look at some of the other moments that he's had throughout the postseasons. Down by 24 points against the Houston Texans a few years ago. Came back and blew the doors off of them in the second half. That game wasn't even competitive in the fourth quarter. You look at last year in the divisional round against the Buffalo Bills. I mean, 13 seconds left to drive, what was it, 40 yards to get in field goal range for Harrison Butker to force overtime? Another one of those moments. It just goes to show you how special Pat Mahomes is. No matter what type of adversity that he's dealing with, whether it's a physical injury, whether his team being down, whether he's down his top three receivers in a game, whether he has no semblance of a running game like we saw against the Bengals yesterday, this guy is going to find a way to win. And, Carlin, I got to give credit where credit is due. Lou Anarumo had an outstanding game plan to try to neutralize that Chiefs offense and give Pat Mahomes some problems. They brought the blitz more than they did in the previous three matchups. They blitzed Pat Mahomes yesterday 13 times, and a lot of those blitzes came off of the right side of the formation, the offensive right, and they were trying to force Mahomes to his left and make him throw on the run and have to plant off of that right ankle that was injured. That was brilliant by Lou Anarumo. It just so happens that it got usurped by the brilliance of Pat Mahomes and the toughness of Pat Mahomes. Yesterday against the blitz, Carlin, Pat Mahomes is surgical, and that's nothing new. But to say that he was as effective as he was off of one leg speaks yeah. volumes about how good that dude is. Yesterday against the Blitz, Carlin, they blitzed him 13 times. 9 of 12, 100, and Carlin, get this, 9 of 12, 136 yards, one touchdown, one sack, a 139.6 passer rating, and an 88.6 QBR. How, how great is that? Think about those numbers. Think about that line, Carlin. Yeah. I mean, that was a better passing day than Jalen Hurts had. I mean, it's just it was a phenomenal game by Pat Mahomes. And, and I know it will get overshadowed by some of the penalties by Ron Torbert's crew, and we'll get into that a little bit later on. Yeah. But let's be clear about one thing. Pat Mahomes 
was the best quarterback on the field in Arrowhead yesterday. Yes, he was. And they clearly had something to prove, and that clearly bugged them. That that Burrowhead stuff, that bugged the Chiefs in a big, big way. And listen, he wasn't hiding it either after the game. Uh, You know, he had Travis Kelsey come over when he's doing the interview with Tracy Wolfson, and, you know, he yelled, Burrowhead, my ass! Yeah. Which I thought was It's my home's house. I mean, Kelsey is a national treasure. Oh, he's great. He's great. Can we get him on at some point before the Super Bowl? I hope so. We have to. I would absolutely love it. Yeah. I would absolutely love it. Um, You know, but having said that, um, I can't get over how good that performance was. Um, Carlin, I got to say this. Think about this. The stones on Pat Mahomes on fourth down to not just try to go for a completion to move the chains, Carlin, but he's going for the jugular. Throwing it to Travis Kelsey. I mean, it's just unbelievable the connection that those two have. I mean, you got fourth and one from the 14-yard line, so you're in the red zone. It's four minutes to go in the half, and you just have that connection with Kelsey where you're like, you know what? I could check it down to the running back in the flat. I could go with one of the receivers on the shallow routes, but I'm going for the jugular. I'm going for the touchdown in this moment. That was his mentality in that game, and that's the beauty of players of Pat Mahomes' ilk. It's Jordan-esque. We talk about it all the time, Carlin, but I I don't think it's hyperbole. I think it's the reality of it. This guy has some of that in him. Well, you can hold on. Here's the thing: yeah. you can you can say that, and you can feel uncomfortable when we put that in the ether. Was that the flu game? Well, I said that I said off. I said that about the second half of the Jacksonville game, and this yeah. was an even better performance. Think about this, Carlin. Pat Mahomes. This is his sixth season. He has tied Tom Brady for the most playoff wins through six seasons, and he still got one more playoff game to go this year. Think about that. That's how special this dude is. He's off to a historic start. He's hosted five consecutive conference championship games. This is his third Super Bowl appearance in the last four years. That is special. Yeah. So when I say Jordan-esque, I don't think we're that far off. No, I get what you're saying. I think, listen, I, we, that's a much bigger conversation. The performance itself very much falls into that category. Well, here's why I say that. Here's why I say Jordan-esque. It's about competitive greatness, right? Being at your best when your best is required. And yesterday on that fourth and one at the end of the first half or on that third and ten at the end of the third quarter where he finds Marquez Valdez-Scantling in the end zone. Think about the dime that he threw right in front of Mike Hilton. Mike Hilton was diving for the ball. Carlin, I didn't know that MVS caught the ball until they showed the replay. Like I was like, wait a minute, that looks like an incomplete pass. Like you could see that. Mike Hilton got his hand in front of there, and somehow Mahomes finds a way to thread that ball in there despite being under heavy pressure with one leg. Think about the arm talent that it takes to drive that football in that spot from the pocket the way that Pat Mahomes did. All right, you want That's special. (laughs) That's special. How many? Think about this, Carl. I keep keep marveling over Pat Mahomes just because I've never seen anything like it before. I think he's the most talented quarterback, the most gifted quarterback physically we've ever seen in the NFL. But think about this. How many quarterbacks in the NFL is Pat Mahomes better than on one leg? A lot. That's insane. (laughs) At least 20. At least 20. At least 20. On one leg. That's, Special, man. That is – here he is. And as we were saying earlier, like, you could tell there was something to be proven. And and we talked about this last week. 
that there was something to prove for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I think guys were probably the most pumped up I'd seen them going into a football game. A lot of trash talk coming from a lot of different places. I think no one picked us to win. If so, it was like 5% of people. Um, and uh, we think we've built up enough uh, enough respect to, to have a chance to go out and win every game. So uh, whenever you feel like you're the underdog, when you're playing at Arrowhead Stadium, uh, it gets guys ready to go. See, he threw in Arrowhead Stadium. Mm-hmm. Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah. That was no mistake. That was no just throw it out there. Oh, no, well, no, no, well, no, 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 no. Well, you knew it was a thing when he was talking to Tracy Wolfson after yep. the game in the post game, and he said, look, I can't have my guys smoking cigars in the locker room at Arrowhead Stadium, but we're going to enjoy this one yeah, tonight. Exactly. Like that, like the whole cigar thing is, a, is a, uh, I guess, mm-hmm. a nod to Joe Burrow yep. and what Joe Burrow likes to do. He's like, not today, he's not. He's yep. not smoking cigars in our locker rooms. He's not celebrating on our field to punch their ticket to the Super Bowl. That's going to be us. And, Carlin, the coronation of Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals as the team to beat in the AFC was a little bit premature. And I think that is what Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs definitively proved yesterday. Pat Mahomes is still wearing the crown as the best quarterback, as the best player in the National Football League, period. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'll tell you what. You look over at what happened in Philadelphia yesterday, and that was a thorough beatdown from the Eagles to the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I understand what happened to Brock Purdy, and we can talk about that in the midst of this discussion. (laughs) But I got news for you guys. That game wasn't going to be close with Brock. Nah, dog. (laughs) And the reason, there's a few different reasons why. But one of the biggest reasons, even though the numbers are not going to wow you, is Jalen Hurts. Hmm. You guys have to stop. You have to stop. You have to understand what you're watching when you watch this guy play. And Canty put it better than anybody could when we were having our call this morning. So please... Take the floor and explain why numbers in this instance, as you, as a former great defensive player, are breaking down what he is doing and how they are trying to defend the Eagles' offense because of his presence. Well, you can't quantify Jalen Hurts' impact on winning, right, Carlin? We we talk all the time about wide receivers or even running backs being force multipliers guys that can dictate front and coverage. The defense has to play a certain way because those guys are on the field. Well, Jalen Hurts absolutely does that. We're just not used to seeing him or not used to seeing players at the quarterback position command that type of respect from opposing defenses. Like, there are certain quarterbacks where you say, oh, well, you can't play this kind of coverage or you can't blitz Pat Mahomes or you can't play zone coverage against this guy because he's going to read it before the snap and he's going to make sure he makes the right read. With Jalen Hurts... It's 11-on-11 football in the run game. You can't play certain defenses. Your guys can't flow to the ball certain ways because they've always got to respect Jalen Hurts' ability to run. The threat of Jalen Hurts running is what keeps guys in certain positions, which opens up opportunities for Kenneth Gainwell, for Boston Scott, for Miles Sanders to have big plays in the running game. And that's the thing that makes Jalen Hurts special. You have to account for him even when he's not the guy that's making the play. So on those zone read schemes, on the RBOs, RPOs, he's going to force those linebackers in those safeties that come down to the second level to hold for just a beat. And, Carlin, in the NFL, it's a game of inches. 
That is the separation that the receivers, that the running backs, that the offensive linemen need to get in position to spring the big play. Look at the Miles Sanders touchdown run. Did anybody touch him? Nope. Did anybody touch him? Why? Because Because. they're respecting Jalen Hurts' ability. Boston Scott's touchdown run. Did anybody touch him? I think the only one that had a touchdown run where somebody actually touched him was Kenneth Gatewell. I think that was the only one. Why? Because (laughs) tell me if I'm wrong. I saw two and three defensive players frozen on those plays. Yeah. Frozen. In other words, they're afraid that Jalen Hurts is about to smoke them. Yes. And what happens? You end up outmanned. You end up with a dominant offensive line pushing them around. And you end up in a game like they had yesterday. By his mere presence, guys, the two best quarterbacks in the league this year are playing Super Bowl Sunday. No doubt. There's no doubt in my mind. Get that through your heads. There's no doubt in my mind. Because the one that struck me was very early in this game, and I tweeted about it at the moment. When Jalen Hurts, on fourth and three, is rolling to his left across his body, and throws a 30-yard pass down the sideline into double coverage and puts it where only Devontae Smith can get it, that is one of the elite throws that only a select few can make. Yes. Now, granted, I know that at the end of it, it actually fell out of Devontae Smith's hands. That has nothing to do with the throw. And they did a great job to get the line of scrimmage, all that. Has nothing to do with the throw. That shows you where this guy has come from. And, Chris, I'm trying to... Really think about a guy that got a, a good amount of playing time early in his career and attacked what were weaknesses and turned them into strengths as dramatically as he has done in a short period of time. Think about that. Because last year, he was good. They got to the postseason, but he wasn't this. No. And the reason that he wasn't this is because his accuracy, for the most part, is off the charts. He missed one or two yesterday. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. But make no mistake, the Philadelphia Eagles have a great, great quarterback on their hands. Well, here's the other thing, Carlin. Yesterday we saw Jalen Hurts go up against a great, great defense. As a matter of fact, the best defense in the NFL in terms of defensive efficiency. And, yeah, he might have missed a throw or two, But we saw Dak Prescott miss more than a throw or two the week before in the divisional round, and a couple of those throws went back the other way. Dak threw two interceptions against that 49ers defense. It could have been five. Jalen Hurts didn't make those mistakes yesterday, so I think we have to give him some credit for that. But then also think about this, Carlin, the confidence to go out there and do what he did. That throw that you're talking about to Devontae Smith was a fourth down throw, and that wasn't a design play. That was a scramble drill. Remember, Devontae Smith was coming across the formation, and then all of a sudden he sees his quarterback scrambling outside of the pocket. He turns up. So just the confidence to make that throw, to make that play, to be on the same page with your receiver, that just shows you how special Jalen Hurts is. And to your point, it's a throw that the quarterback made to give his receiver a chance, and nobody else had a shot at being able to make a play on that football. To me, that is a sign of Jalen Hurts' ability to make good decisions. He's aggressive, but he protects the football in being aggressive. There were a couple of shots that he missed. There was a throw to A.J. Brown on a double move that he had Traverius Ward beat. Jalen Hurts knows he's got to hit that throw. There was a throw on an outright to A.J. Brown. It was over his head. Hurts knows he's got to make that throw. Now, there was also a throw that Jalen Hurts had to Devontae Smith, 
Devontae goes up to Hopkins with the ball and hits him dead in his chest and bounces off his pads. That's not on the quarterback. Nope. That's on the receiver. Yep. So, I mean, that should have been another completion. But my point is this. Even when he doesn't play at his best, he still finds a way to impact the game in a significant way to the point where the Eagles were able to run the ball for a buck 50, Carlin, and they had over 40 rush attempts. If that's not the impact of Jalen Hurts on that defense, I don't know what is. I, I just look at this guy, and I just think that Howie Roseman, uh, whoever made the ultimate decision to draft him, uh, whether it was Roseman, whether it was Doug Peterson, whoever it was, they made a brilliant brilliant move by bringing him in mm. because he is somebody that you can just tell Chris whether it's from the national championships or, or anything like that through everything that this guy has been through he's dying to win he is. he's dying to win and Mahomes is too don't get me wrong it, no, but it's, it's a different level with Jalen Hurts. Yes. Though, man. This guy has a separated shoulder on his throwing arm, Carlin, and he's out there putting his body in harm's way. I mean, it's not a coincidence that this guy has 11 rush attempts yesterday. Think about the quarterback sneaks and being in those scrums, Carlin. Or how about this? The run that he had at the end of the third quarter in the red zone for 14 yards where he draws the, the, the penalty on a funga for a late hit. Think about that down at the goal line. That is your quarterback putting himself in harm's way. And, Carlin, that's that's not no ho-hum perimeter run from your quarterback. That's Jalen Hurts running the ball in between the tackles, spinning, bouncing off of guys with a separated shoulder. That matters against one of the most physical defenses in the National Football League. So when we start talking about all of the different qualities of both of these quarterbacks that are in the big game, make sure that we mention – the intangibles from Jalen Hurts, because that's why this Eagles team believes that they can play and beat anybody. They have a ton of confidence, and it comes from Jalen Hurts because of the way that he plays, the way he lays it on the line. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. So the phones are open right now for you to be a part of Canty and Carlin Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let me say this. I know a lot of people are going to talk about the greatness of Pat Mahomes, and rightfully so. Jalen Hurts was as important to his team's success yesterday as Pat Mahomes was. He was as important to his team's success yesterday as Pat Mahomes was. Wow. It's and people won't, people won't give him credit. Nope. They'll talk about the refs. They'll talk about the seven penalties for first downs They'll that talk the about 49ers gave up. They'll yep. talk about the Purdy. I'm telling you right now, Jalen Hurts was as important to his team's success yesterday as Pat Mahomes. Are you ready to admit that Jalen Hurts is an elite quarterback? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let me just put it a little bit more succinctly. System quarterback, my ass. <laughs> just to follow through on a theme of the weekend. 888-SAY-ESPN. And where is Patrick Mahomes now? Where does he stack up for you? Is he on the verge of being one of the greatest of all time, or is he not there yet? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, we will hit your calls on the call-in line shortly. Lines are open right now. Now listen. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. 
and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Lines are lit. Let's do this. Eight, 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 eight. Excuse me. Remix. Remix. ESPN. 888-729-3776. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's do this on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. We hit Don in Pennsylvania up first. Don, you're on ESPN Radio. What do you got? Hey, fellas. Good afternoon. Uh, got John. It's all good anyway. John. I just wanted to wanted to lay a couple observations yesterday that uh, I don't think everybody's talked about. We all obviously know Pat Mahomes balled out. Any times you do 300-plus yards in a, especially a playoff game, AFC Championship game, you're obviously doing something right. And we all know there were some missed calls yesterday that I think were a little bit ridiculous, um, including – the hold that gave Pat Mahomes the room to run that route where he got the late hit. But the other two things I don't think people are talking about much are the questionable play call by Zach Taylor. It's second and three, and you have seven minutes to run the clock down, and you throw two deep passes in a row. I think that is just a guy trying to beat himself or outsmart himself. And the other thing that I don't think anybody's talking about is how much more strapped down Tony Romo could have been to the to – the, uh, fan bus for the Chiefs. I don't think he said anything <laughs> exciting about the Bengals. I was actually about to turn the audio off because I couldn't handle him highlighting the Chiefs so so greatly. So you know, I, I don't know what you guys you, thought listen, about Zach Taylor's John, stuff, but I'm just curious. I appreciate that. I get what you're saying on, on Zach Taylor. You know, on the Romo thing, everybody thinks that the announcers are biased against their team. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks the national announcers are biased against their team. Just ask Joe Buck. Yeah. I mean, he, there have been so many people over the years that have just absolutely hammered him on that, and it couldn't be further from the truth. I don't think that's the case with Romo. Yeah, I, I really and as don't. far as the play calling from Zach Taylor, I, I can't jump down his throat for wanting to go deep on second and three. If you're going to go deep, Carlin, what's the down and distance to do it in? It's when it's second and short or mm-hmm. third and short. That's when you take your shots. And the previous drive that the Cincinnati Bengals had, it was a fourth and six, and they threw a 30-yard bomb to Jamar Chase to get him inside the 10. How'd that work out? Exactly. And T. Higgins was bombing on him all game. T. Higgins looked like the second coming of Randy Moss against that secondary yesterday. Like, I, I, I don't I, – I can't, I can't go at Zach Taylor for taking shots downfield against a secondary that was down, their top cover guy in LeJarrius Sneed, when that's clearly an advantage that you've been able to exploit, a mismatch you've been able to take advantage of all game long. Yeah, You know who's not getting enough heat? You know who's not, really not getting any heat? What's that? Is uh, Drew Chrisman. That punt. 
He outkicked oh, yeah. his coverage, Chris, down the street. Middle. Why do you kick it down? That, it, it, you know what it reminded me of? It's the Matt, Matt Dodge. Dodge. <laughs> Matt Dodge in 2010 yep. against the Eagles in the, in the Meadowlands. First of all, he, he outkicked the coverage. Yeah. So the kid, so what's his head? Uh, Sky Moore had time to run back. Yeah. And then it was right down the center of the field. Yeah. That was an awful job. Yeah. Awful. Joe, Ohio next on ESPN Radio. Joe, what do you got? What's up, guys? Uh, so, real quick, to answer the question, uh, yes, Jalen Hurts is, uh, is deserving of the position he is in, uh, obviously because he earned it. But everywhere he's gone, he's been looked at as not good enough. You can say Alabama, he was pulled from the national title game. Um, he came to the league, and everybody looked at him as if, is he good enough? I think this, this should say enough to his ability to uh, be able to go and win games. I'm sick and tired of people knocking Jalen Hurts or, or calling it a system quarterback thing. Like, if you honestly believe that, I, I didn't play professionally, but I can tell. I mean, it's not that hard to figure out that this guy's thoroughly capable. You can see a winner when you see, you know, when you look at him, you can tell if a guy is capable of winning. And Jalen Hurts has it. He's always had that. He's always been that from just seeing things that uh, I've noticed online and stuff like that. But real quick, I'm a big Bengals fan. A little hurt about what happened yesterday, but realistically, the Chiefs were due for one. And uh, I, I'm a big fan of their rookie corners. The corners that they have are McDuffie's a good player. Yeah, I mean, McDuffie's not great. He's, but not, he's, good. he's not great yet. You can yeah. you can see that he's gonna be good. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, the Chiefs were a little thin in their secondary yesterday. What bailed them out was their pass rush, and and arguably. The most important player in that game for the Kansas City Chiefs, offense or defense, was Chris Jones. No, it wasn't arguably. Yeah. It, it was. I mean, like, as, Listen, great, as great as Pat Mahomes was, this. Chris Jones won the damn game. You nailed this. I mean, yeah. they had four sacks how quickly in that game? Yeah, I think it was the first two series. Yeah. It yeah. was absurd what was going on yeah. as that offensive line, the holes in it, got completely exposed. And it also speaks more to the fact that the Bills were nowhere close. No, and the Bills were in snow, so the pass rush can't necessarily get its footing or get traction like we quite saw yesterday in Arrowhead. X-Ray down in Texas up next on ESPN Radio. X, what do you got, bud? Yo, how you doing? First things first, I want to say, oh boy, with his comment about the second and three is right because if you run the ball, you keep the clock moving and you running it down. So that was a good thing that he should have did that. No, but it's not. Didn't. It's a tie game. game. What are you talking about? No, no. It's, it's a, a possession game. game. It's a field possession Let game. You no, it's not. It's not a game. you yeah. got to score points. And you want to talk about time? No. Well, it took Mahomes 13 seconds last year. 13 it's, seconds. It's a, it's a field position game, yesterday. and you got the ball at the 35-yard line? Your own 35? You can't score points you're, from there. You're moving it down there. Anyhow, Jalen Hurts is definitely a champion. He's not exquisite right yet because this is only his second or third year, but we know he's a competitor. We know he's going to play hard, and you know he's going to stay in there because, like, they, everybody you're, never – they always talk about when Tua replaced him. X-Ray. You're, you're rewarding him for effort right there. It's not about effort. It's about skill, too. Yeah. It's about uh, ability. Well, think about it. The linebackers have to rock back, and they can't fast flow over the top to scrape and stop the running plays, the running back – because they have to make sure Jalen Hurts is not going out of the back door. That's because Jalen Hurts is as good a runner as the best runners in the National Football League. Jalen Hurts was third in the amount of first downs that he had rushing this season. Third 
to Nick Chubb and to um, Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. And those are the two all-pro running backs this year. So think about how skilled of a runner he is, and then you add on top of that his ability to throw the ball downfield. They have to respect what Jalen Hurts brings to the table. And Carlin, he can beat you so many different ways, which is why this Eagles offense has scored 69 points in two playoff games. Cantia Carlin, ESPN Radio. There was other news this weekend, including just, well, stupid news in Dallas. We'll explain next on ESPN Radio. This is the Cantia and Carlin Podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. My questions about the Cowboys and where their priorities lie got answered this weekend when Kellen Moore was fired. And and make no mistake, that's basically what happened. Yeah. Kentia Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, here's what we learned. It doesn't matter about winning. It matters that Jerry has to get the credit. And that's exactly (laughs) what we saw this weekend. That's it. That's it. Because you cannot tell me for one second that this was Kellen Moore's fault. And, yes, there are always going to be guys, as Canty puts it, when you have to shoot a hostage or something like that. That That was not the case here. It was clear that Mike McCarthy is on very thin ice and is trying to do everything he can to cover his own ass. And and by firing Kellen Moore, he has put the target squarely on his back. And then the fact that they brought Dan Quinn back, and I have no problem with it, don't get me wrong, he's great at his job. No question. But that they convinced him to stay over potentially going for another job makes me believe that he's in line. And so what does that tell me? The Cowboys are never going to hire a head coach with – a stronger personality than the owner or somebody that's going to have control of the team. And as a result, you will continue to see the same results that you have seen from the Cowboys for the last 25 years. They're, they're not going to win a damn thing. And that's my problem with Dan Quinn coming back if there's a wink and nod agreement between him and Jerry Jones of a succession plan from McCarthy to Quinn if things go off the rails early on next season. Carlin, you're burning 2023. Mm-hmm. The opportunity to win with this current core of players is closing. The window is closing quickly. You're going to have to move on from some guys that have been stalwarts for the last half decade with the Dallas Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott, he out of here. He's done. He's as good as cut. There is no rework in that contract. He's done. You're going to have to move off of him. There are other guys that are going to be in line for contracts. CeeDee Lamb is going to want a new deal. It's the first time he can negotiate for a contract extension. Trevon Diggs, all-pro corner. Also going to want a new deal. First time he can negotiate for a contract extension. 
Zach Martin, you're going to have to deal with next year. Michael Parsons, you're going to have to deal with in 2024. How are you going to keep all of these players together beyond 2023? That is the question that nobody has the answer to. And so, Carlin, in my mind, it's about putting everything in place so you can go out and win a Super Bowl next season, 2023. It has to get done. And for them to roll the dice and gamble on Mike McCarthy for a fourth year when you fired essentially half your staff, including your offensive coordinator, who I'm sorry, Carlin, had you the fourth-ranked offense when it comes to scoring points this season, just doesn't make any sense. Nope. It doesn't. And then you're going to turn it over to Mike McCarthy? I just I don't know that that's going to get you the results that you're looking for. And Carlin, I can't remember the last time where we've seen an organization fire half the coaching staff and it work out for the head coach the following season. It doesn't. It doesn't work out. And my point is this. If you're going to go into 2023 with Mike McCarthy on the hot seat, why not just rip the damn Band-Aid off now and go after Sean Payton? That's exactly what you should do. Who cares if it costs you a first-round pick? The first-round picks don't matter. Your first-round pick is somewhere in the 20s. You were in a divisional round. It doesn't matter. The odds of that guy being a contributor to your team's success at the highest levels in 2023 pales in comparison to what Sean Payton could give you. So why are you even playing this game? Why are we even entertaining the possibility that Mike McCarthy is on par with the coach of Sean Payton's ilk? And Chris, not only that, so many times it's not just when you fire all these coaches it doesn't work out for the head coach. But when you're the owner and you decide – you know what, I'm going to ride this out for another year. Mm-hmm. How often does that work out? It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Because that guy doesn't all of a sudden become a great coach overnight. You you know what you have in Mike McCarthy, and it ain't much. Yeah, he's not, he's not the biggest problem, Carlin, but he also ain't the answer to any of the problems that you got in Dallas. He's a guy. And, Carlin, all you need to know about them scapegoating Kellen Moore is that he had a job in, oh, about two minutes. The Chargers plane was waiting for him before he even cleaned out his office. Carlin, he went to an offense that has more talent and a better quarterback overnight. Overnight. That just tells you the perception around the National Football League is that Kellen Moore wasn't the genesis of the problems going on with the Dallas Cowboys offense. What it, it tells, just wasn't. What it tells me is that when Mike McCarthy made those dumbass comments on Friday about how I'm not going to go round and round on the offensive coordinator, that within seconds of that, the Chargers were on the phone with the agent for Kellen Moore. Like, hey, if this goes sideways, we're in. Well, here's the other thing, Carlin. And... I understand this energy from Mike McCarthy, but this is what's happening. Mike McCarthy is going to assume play-calling duties, or at least that's the belief by many of the beat reporters down there in Dallas. Dear God. Mike McCarthy is saying to himself, if I'm going to be fired from this job, I'm going down my way. Because the reality is, after what happened with Aaron Rodgers and what's going on now in Dallas, it feels like the game has passed Mike McCarthy by if he can't get this turned around. He won't get a better opportunity to compete at the highest level of the sport than he has right now in Dallas. He won't. If it doesn't work out for him in 2023, it's going to be a long time before we see Mike McCarthy wearing a headset as a head coach in the National Football League. He has thrown everything overboard, and that boat is still taking on water. Yeah. And he's got a big bucket in his hand. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. He, he, he's like uh, Jack in the Titanic right now, and yeah. he's hoping that Rose got some room on that door. I don't think that's going to happen for Mike McCarthy in 2023. No, 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 yeah. no. I think you're going to look down and see him floating off into the abyss. As the band keeps playing. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. 
that to me just told me everything I need to know about the Cowboys for the next five years. Jerry, it ain't happening, man. We got to see what Coach has to say about it. Coming up next, Herm Edwards on Kenny and Carlin. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.